Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Time marches on. Does it? This is a man who has no respect for my sleep schedule. It's it's not that I don't have any respect for your sleep schedule. It's that my last couple of weeks have been absolute chaos with coaching and basketball. I, know, I so. feel like you would have bailed on this if you didn't feel guilty. Tonight? Yeah. If, a little bit. If you hadn't missed last week, I yes. feel like you totally would have bailed on this. Because yeah. yesterday we had a snowstorm. That's why we're a day late. That's why we're a day late. And I wasn't here last week because of the tournament. And then... Oh, what was me? My team is playing for a state championship on this coming Saturday. So we lay practice and then they're doing a documentary. How can you possibly put that against a podcast that people will listen to once and never think about again immediately after? I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> I pride myself on not not ever missing two weeks of the show in a row. <laughs> I know that that's definitely why you're here. You, you definitely were like... God damn it. Well, that, if it I wasn't also, Picard. It's true. I can't go more than two weeks without talking about Picard. Plus, I felt like I was doing us a favor by pushing it back a day so we could talk about Mandalorian. Yeah, we, it is Mando time. It is Mando time. All right. Let's just go in there. What do we got happening this week? You got the usual stuff. There's the news. There's mm. sports reports. Mm. So many things review-wise just coming out your butt. We got Last of Us. We, we got Picard. We got a Fantastic Four issue, which we probably wouldn't have done if... <laughs> originally but damn it i read it and you read it so we're doing it mandalorian we can always do it next week no your questions and here we go time codes listed down below we're doing <laughs> three tv shows and a comic oh my god next week it's gonna be three tv shows and a movie oh all right okay let's go <laughs> it's late it's past your bedtime it, uh, i might be working this one in the morning Ooh. Get up nice and early, watch me some Picard, edit a podcast, and then go oh, to uh, yeah. the job that pays me like actual money. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Time for the news. Preamble is over. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. The fuck is that? Oh, I, I know what that says. <laughs> it's your handwriting. <laughs> I know. I struggled with it for a second. You've been struggling with the handwriting for 30 some odd years. I had a college professor who was like, normally, like, we would have you go home and, like, handwrite these. You cannot do that. You have to go home and type them all and hand them in because I cannot read that one's handwriting. And that was me. That one. (laughs) Stop making us read Turn of the Screw. It's fucking boring. All right. Well. Anywho. uh, James Bond. Is there a new James Bond? No. Oh. This is a book story. Oh, okay. This also falls under, like, the the recent Roll Doll story. What's a book? Yeah, that, that, that checks out. Oh, is it? Did they change words and phrases in a James Bond book? Because I saw that they did that to a Roald Dahl book. Yeah. Uh, so what's happening with? Um, what? Just delete whole chapters where he's misogynistic <laughs> and womanizes. I think it's more the racism is what they're tackling. Oh, okay. Uh, a, well, a lot of James Bond or all of them for uh, new printings, and um, I'm me and my wife. We were reading all the Bond books. They're like, oh, we really like these printings. They have like these nice, like kind of like Art Deco simplistic covers. That shit's gone. That pr- those printings are all gone. Can't find them anywhere unless you want to uh, pay out the ass. But the new printings that are coming out are going to be editing old material to make it more in line with um, today's language, mostly involving racism. And I think mostly involving Live and Let Die, the second book, because that book, uh, I've talked about it on here before. It's a tough read. It's 
If you find a page that doesn't have some variation of the N-word on it, you have found a rare page. Wow, that's a lot of... (laughs) That's a lot of N-words. Yeah, it is. It also isn't served well by the phonetic spelling. Oh, ooh, yeah. I mean, but also apparently, like, for at least in the defense of Live and Let Die, which I think is probably the worst defender because it's a very, like, heavily exploitation kind of book. Ha! Smacked. Caught it. Um, Ian Fleming apparently had edited this himself after its publication to soften it and if this is the soft version jesus christ what was the original so my thought on this like yeah i'm all about having language of the time like no better do better but are they gonna rewrite like tom sawyer huck finn and character jim is he just gonna be jim (laughs) now like i mean to be fair that might be okay but I'm, again, I'm not advocating for the use of the word. I'm just saying that we can. We've done it with like cartoons and movies. We could put a disclaimer in the front of the book. Like they're they're also the doing that. Is, and I think if you want to take that step, that's fine. I personally don't uh, really want the content changed. I mean, clearly not for like you know. I really want someone to say the n word, but it's more like I want to. Especially for a series like Bond, which is so long lasting, has had um, at this point, like there are the the Fleming books, but there's people who have written other books. There's been a million comics. There's been 25 movies. Something that's interesting about this franchise is seeing where it came from and where it is now, which are vastly different things and kind of seeing it warts and all, I, I think is interesting. I guess is I don't I don't know if there's a better word for that, but it's I think it's also like who's reading this and being like, well, because James Bond said this in the fifties, I guess I can say it. it's like kids aren't reading this stuff. Like what and what adults are going to be like? Time to cancel James Bond. Yeah, I again I think it's it's an important window to look back on the time, and I think learning from it and kind of having a disclaimer in the front saying, yeah, like the this is language that's used in this book that might not be or generally is not accepted today. Also, no shit. Like I for much as I was like, yeah, they can throw that in the front, but also like who isn't aware of that, like, well, this isn't like today. Yeah, the book was written in the fifties. Like it's again, I think context matters. I think timing matter. I think if it was a book that was written today, that would be different. Yeah, I mean I can read these books and go like, oh, I enjoy this and also go, oh, there are problematic parts of this. Like I like if you're not I, I, like I can compartmentalize those things and just say like I they're bad, but I also understand that people in twenty twenty three that's what have a different mindset than people from sixty years ago. And the other part too is like you take and remove those things. There's no room for you to be uncomfortable. And sometimes I think that's where great growth comes from is being uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that you should, you know, oh, we're going to write things to be uncomfortable. Or we're going to keep those in there because they make people uncomfortable. But I think it's a it's an opportunity as a window back into the past. But if we also don't understand that these were things that did happen and ways that we did talk and we know better now, at some point, erasing it doesn't make it go away or it might feel like it goes away and we lose sight of the importance of understanding why we need to be better educated and be better with the language that we choose today clearly like the language does not reflect 2023 but there's a history there whether that's a good history or not there is still a history there and sometimes when you look at the thing and especially when you look at things today because 
my God, you can barely like anything today without finding out that like someone was terrible at some point, like on a production or writing a book or doing something fucking horrible. It's almost like part and parcel with like, hey, if you want to, you know, be aware of anything that you're engaging with, something shitty probably happened. Yes. I look back to also, and there are disclaimers on old cartoons, but like movies like Dumbo, Jungle Book. Yeah, Dumbo got some issues. Dumbo's, Dumbo's got a lot of issues. But I think, again, there's an important lessons to be learned and a better understanding of the framing of how people felt and thought back then and the progress and the progressive thought that came out of that. Or whatever Disney movie had the Siamese cats. I don't remember which one, but that, that was would bad. be Oh, um, yeah, and the song is We Are Siamese. Nope, don't sing it. No, I'm trying to think. Was it Lady and the Tramp? Sure. I feel like it was Lady and the Tramp. Can't remember. Not like I'm going to go with Lady and the Tramp. Now I need to know. I understand the mentality behind it. I just, I think context is important. It was from Lady and the Tramp. The cat's names were Cy and Am, like Siam. So you have that going too. That ain't good. Nope. Apparently they also made an appearance in the uh, 2019 live action version. Why? How? Why would you bring that back? I think they were different. I hope so. Like, that's a different thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, looking at Bond, like, okay, they did, like, there was some bad stuff with the Fleming stuff, but especially with, like, the most recent Bond, like, a lot of that stuff has evolved. Well, but, I mean, boy, a, don't bring that those back. Yeah, feature films, and then it's one of the things you can click on, Lady and the Tramp 2019. All right, moving on. Uh, speaking of books, uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, those are getting remade. Really? Why? I've read the press release, and I've seen people speculating, like, well, maybe it's going to be, you know, other books from Tolkien, or maybe it's... No, like, the press release is pretty explicit, saying, like, look, not everything in these books was touched. I'm like, do you see those movies? You touched way too much. Yeah, there's way too much touching. But The Lord of the Rings, the press release specifically says, like, not everything has been touched. Now that we've acquired this license for, like, Warner Brothers, they're going to just make them again. The books? Yeah. They're going to remake the books. Uh, that's what, that was my interpretation of the press release. What what's wrong with if you wanted the extra stuff? Isn't that what Unfinished Tales and the Silmarillion are for? What we have is a known property name in HBO right now. Who is, there's a reason they're like canceling every goddamn show except for Velma for some reason. They're just bleeding money and they're not taking any chances. They're only going to do stuff that is a guaranteed hit, and they are going to bleed this rock dry. HBO. Oh yeah. But I mean, or, they've got or a, Warner Brothers Discovery. I said they got a great thing going on HBO with The Last of Us. They're still losing money. Well, they're still. I mean, after the merger, the Warner uh, Discovery merger, like they're still like hemorrhaging money. Like there is big fucking losses in there. They're only gonna take swings at stuff that are like guaranteed hits. You know what I don't like doing? I don't like hemorrhaging. I also don't like hemorrhaging money. So if I were to hemorrhage anything, I would put the reverse order of things I want to hemorrhage: blood. Don't want to hemorrhage that the most. Money, it's up there. So Amazon will still be doing their Rings of Power series. Meanwhile, Warner Discovery is going to be like, we're remaking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and how much can the market su- su- uh, sustain? I don't know. I don't really want this. I, this. I hope that they're not like making new movies. Yes, that's specifically what they're doing. Specifically movies. But the movies that we have are great. They're perfect. Yeah, the Hobbit ones, but <laughs> no, they're going back. They're doing it again, but in but, a but what why? is being described as a Star Wars style universe. No, I wish I had taken the week off. So no, have nothing to good, bullshit. Nothing good can ever last. That migraine I'd worked so hard to get rid of is coming back. 
I have one of those, but it's because of the concussion I have. No, it's like right behind my eye. It's like my eye is trying to like step out of my eye socket. To be fair, the last time I did the show with a concussion, it was awful. So I hope this one is a step above. But like it's my eye is trying to come out of the eye socket, but through my nose. Uh, for clarification, we play basketball on Sundays, and I got smacked around. I wasn't there. Hard. I can't. I can't corroborate <laughs> or say, "Wow, that was a great hit you took." But you've I literally you. seen my bruises. It's true. You or, have bruises. Or I got thrown. That's a good point. You would have enjoyed it, uh, probably. All right. <laughs> You're like, oh, look at him go. Yeah, Lord of the Rings being remade. Uh, Boo. Do you have any good news? Rico Browning. Half of the man, speaking of James Bond, uh, this is the guy who directed all the underwater scenes in Thunderball and yeah. all the underwater scenes in Never Say Never Again, which is just a remake of Thunderball. The less said about that movie, the better. Okay. And one half of Gilman, the last surviving universal movie monster. He's the guy who did all the underwater stuff. It was split between two guys. One guy did the land stuff. One guy did the underwater stuff. Rico Brown, the guy who did the underwater stuff, has passed away. The last universal movie monster is gone. Really? Yes, so there's your happy news. He was 93. Uh, 93 feels like it'd be a great time. 93's, yeah, that's a hell of a run. Yes. I really can't like complain about 93, but yeah, that's it's this weird passing of like, yeah, all the classic Universal Movie Monster actors. They're all dead now. He was the last one. All right. That sucks. <laughs> You're a real ray of sunshine, sir. Well, then wait for this one. Oh, God. Have you heard of Cocaine Bear? I have. There's also... With uh, the success of Cocaine Bear... From the makers of Sharknado. Meth Gator. Yes, get ready for Attack of the Meth Gator. Hey, this movie takes place in Florida. Could you have ever guessed that? Nope. Attack of the Meth Gator. We I- didn't, what, Fentanyl Flamingo didn't want part of that? It says what it is. Uh, it's a gator on meth. Let's go. It's in Florida. They didn't have to look that hard to find it. No, well, I mean, all the meth that just runs through the streets and ends up in the water supply. But I mean, here's my thing. How can a gator attack you if he doesn't have any teeth? Great point. What about Acid Aardvark? Where's he at? Huh? I don't know why I'm being I don't need to see a New Mexico-based drug show. You already did. It was called Breaking Bad. That was the joke. Yeah, uh, Attack of the Meth Gator is coming. Woo. Hey, do you remember Grindhouse when Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did a double feature? I do remember Grindhouse because one of the previews that happened in between Grindhouse was Machete! Well, one of the other ones was Thanksgiving. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. That's my favorite holiday. Yeah, Eli Roth, who uh, was making fun of... He he did a fake trailer uh, in between um, Planet Terror and uh, whatever Tarantino ones was called. Zoe Bell's on the roof of a car, and it's mostly boring until the car chase. Okay, forget the name of the movie. Oh, is that the? That was also the one with um, what's his face driving the car? Kurt Russell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mostly boring except for the car chase. Yes. Which is uh, fantastic, fantastic car chase. One of the trailers in there was Thanksgiving of like making fun of like stuff like um like Black Christmas and yeah. other holiday themed horror movies, but like Thanksgiving hadn't been touched. It's mostly like a butcher knife going into like a turkey. It's just like bleeding black. Ugh. And it it just looks like a seventies movie. Stuffing must it, not be good. At least in the trailers. Uh so sixteen years later, Eli Roth is finally making that movie. Let's go. Sure. Why not? I mean, there's plenty of reasons why not, but it's going to happen, so embrace it. I hope they make it look like a 70s movie versus like a modern day kind of like Yeah, slasher. like filter it down. I'd be all about that. Yeah, just make it look grimy. It's not a grimy-ass movie. Mm-hmm. Meth Gator. All right, that's the news. We're moving on. Yes. All right, so from the news, I guess it's time for the weird comics facts that I didn't write one down for. I'll come up with one off the top of my head. All right, there you go. Oh, I got one. Okay. All right, it's time for Weird Comics Facts. 
Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. So one of the things we're talking this week, finally, is Picard. I talked about it last week, but we're going to be talking episode two this week. So let's do a Star Trek weird comic fact. All right. But we're going to take a step outside of Star Trek a little bit. We're going to do Futurama. So in Futurama, all of these surviving cast members of Star Trek, the original series, came to voice themselves oh, in okay. an episode. Yeah. With the exception of James Duhon. Scotty. Yes, it is. And the reason that he refused to do the episode is because he hated William Shatner that much. Wow. To be clear, he would have recorded all of his lines by himself, never would have interacted with Shatner at all, but he hated him so much, he couldn't even have his voice be in the same episode as Shatner. You just don't have the power. So <laughs> so if you watch that Futurama episode that has all of the original cast in it, except for Scotty, that's why. Captain, I just don't have the shits to give. <laughs> because he hates Shatner. Wow. That's why. That's a legacy. <laughs> Duhan is not in that episode. Isn't that wild? All that dialogue would have been recorded by himself. He never would have had to have interacted with Shatner. It was like this great thing of like, oh my God, look at all the, like the cast members. They're all back together except for one guy for like some reason. George Takai was able to get over his problems with him to be in the episode. Yeah, Takai is in there. Yeah. Well, money speaks. So there we go. That's your weird comics fact. Star Trek style. Futurama. Oh. Adjacent. Whatever. All right, so from uh, one man hating another man to mm, uh, John Morant allegedly pointing a gun at some kid, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. What? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. All right, well, the Boston Bruins, they have 20 games left in the regular season. They have the best record in the NHL. They're close to setting the record. Uh, They could set the record for most points scored in a year. Uh, But the Celtics and the Bruins continue to be the two best teams in their respective sports. That's not true. The Bucks passed the Celtics. Well, whatever. See, I'm trying to be. But the Celtics still have time. Yeah, I mean, as of today, they're tied for first. Exactly. So it's fine. Who cares? I, I think a lot of people. Okay, that's true. I mean, they're still one of the best teams in the NBA. Very, I still think they are probably the best team in the NBA, but the Suns are making a case for themselves now too, but still. Regardless, Bruins continue to do really, really well. Uh, they had a goalie goal in their game the other night. Yeah, good for them. Yep, spring training is underway. No one cares. Uh, well, a lot of people care. There's been an actual, um, one of the major rule changes. The story that we covered last week is that no one was going down to actually watch the Red Sox because they suck and no one cares. Well, that's not the story I'm covering this week. The story I'm covering this week is that over the first weekend of games, the average length of time for the Major League Baseball training, spring training games, down almost half an hour from the previous year because of the pitch clock. Oh, good. Only seven and a half hours now. No, two and a half hours, the average length of the games, as opposed to like two hours, like two hours and 24 minutes, down from two hours and like 54 minutes. Baseball is long and boring, and I don't care. Well, it's less long and kind of less boring because there's a little bit of strategy now. Plus, teams are starting to implement ways to get around the rules where you can't shift the infielders to certain sides anymore to take away from left-handed hitters. So you've got that going, too. So a couple of things that they're following through there. The XFL has had two relatively successful weekends, some differences between the XFL and the NFL that are being widely praised or liked so far. No, people are the quality of the football isn't like outstanding, but it's still not bad. Difference in kickoffs, people kind of are still feeling that out. The other part is you're getting actual live 
real-time conversation from the officiating replay official to the official on the field, and they're they're running you through the process. So there is some transparency that people have been wishing there was with the NFL officiating. So, but the XFL has always been kind of a like a, a always. It failed twenty years ago. No, I don't think you can say but, always with the but XFL. You, you say that. Yes, use, I do. The use of Steadicam and the Skycam, two things that came out of the XFL that are used today in broadcasts. The Skycam was an invention of the XFL. I'm not praising the XFL. Well, not the original iteration of the XFL, but I think it's not horrible. Anyway, uh, Draft Combine is also this week in Indianapolis, so there you go. The league is falling apart. Oh, boy. LeBron's down. Foot injury. Unclear if he's coming back at all this season. He felt something pop. Yeah, this will be based on... His return will be based on uh, their standings and if the Lakers have a chance at the playoffs. I say no. Get him out of here. He still played through the rest of that game, though. Lonzo Ball. We know he's done. Yeah. Also, now we got LaMelo Ball out for the whole season. We got, we're got we short two balls. All the balls are out. They're not having a ball. No. We're, I feel like someone else went down this week. I don't know. Everyone's down. We, apparently, we're now in the injury part of the season where it's like, hey, if you if you go down, playoffs might be shot, and that's where we are. Enhanced load management. Can't play if you're hurt. Modern problems require modern solutions. Load management, yeah. Oh, uh, Russ is with the Clippers now. The Bulls waved Dragic. Someone will pick him up, though, I imagine. I mean, some of the guys that have gotten waved, I'm kind of surprised about who just, like, we'll see. I mean, like a John Wall or, like, a Dragic. Like, those guys will probably get picked up somewhere. I don't know. I guess that's it. All right. I like it. Short, sweet. We're kind of in that weird space between actually two seasons are in full swing there's no space between seasons it's <laughs> a lot of basketball happening all right so we're gonna move on from there hey it's time for J- just because just because because i gave it to you and then you're like oh we could do mando too i'm like right now we have more things we're gonna do a review a fantastic four number we're talking about fantastic four and the appearance the first appearance retcon of Kane the conqueror but it's ramatut fantastic four number 19 there we go i found the issue number yeah your boy ramatut it's jared's reading corner yes yeah, so welcome to a jared's reading corner yes so uh i don't know maybe a month ago we talked about the first appearance of kang the conqueror in the avengers number eight ish around there yeah well that was just the first time it was kang because this motherfucker been retconned to have appeared already in the pages of Fantastic Four number 19. Yes. As Ramatut, you might have seen him in a post credit scene. You probably did if you went and saw the movie. Which, by the way, um, I give it a C in theaters. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That movie yeah. is getting just demolished online. It shouldn't be. It's a good movie. It's, it's entertaining it's as hell. Yes, it's it, exactly what it needs to be. It's not, I, I said this last week, it's not one of like the top tier ones. Still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and I always like put it on the scale of like, if this movie came out in 2003... Would have blown my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Would have, 110%. No, so, yeah, we get the first appearance of Ramatut. Yeah. It's just so fun to say. The reason we're bringing this up is because of, this is a weird issue because it's been retconned many, many times, even immediately going into saying that this is the first appearance of Kang. Mm. So, originally, it was just Ramatut. He was just a guy. He was a time traveler from the year 3000 who went back in the past with... An isotope that could uh, make you not blind. Yeah, and a mind control gun. Yeah. So the Fantastic Four find out about this, and they're like, oh shit, Ben's girlfriend is blind, Alicia. We can go back in time, get this weird radioactive material, and I, bring it back. I, I love how Reed Reed explains it. It's like, oh yeah, I was hanging out in the Egyptian section of the 
museum and I saw a weird hieroglyphic that I didn't fully understand. But there was a blind pharaoh and then a not blind pharaoh as he opened right up to the panel. Ben and Alicia are out on a date. He's like, hey, honey, can I take out the stogie? She's like, oh, Ben, you can do whatever you want. And then Johnny comes flying in as the human torch. And he sets a cigar on fire. goes, Benjamin, did anyone ever tell you you're beautiful when you're angry? I just like that little quip. Yeah. It's a fun little quip. And then Ben's all excited. He's like, oh, boy, we're going to use Doom's time platform. And we're going back in time. So they do. They go back in time. They go back in time. And they find themselves under the attack of Egyptians who are like, what's going on here? Also, I love the fact that Ben is smoking a cigar and the human torch lights it from a distance. Yeah. So they find themselves back in time and they get pulled before. Gotta go back in time. Yes, but you don't sing it as well as Huey Lewis in the news. Sorry. I don't. So anyway. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, good he's for him. deaf, though. He's lost his hearing. Yeah, bummer. So they end up turning. He probably used that Marty McFly amplifier. I'm just afraid you're, I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. That clearly was the case for Huey Lewis in the news. Anyway, by the way, sports, what a great album. So Ramatut's like, oh, well, look at you from the future. Guess what? You're not getting anything. In fact, I'm going to mind control the shit out of you, and you're going to be slaves. And Ben Grimm, the thing, becomes a galley slave. Reed Richards becomes a lookout tower, pretty much. <laughs> Sue Storm becomes his hot wife. Yeah, that's a whole thing. I mean, this has been going on for a while, but I swear to God, every villain in the Marvel Universe has tried to fuck either Sue Storm or regular Storm from the X-Men. Namor succeeded. Yeah, d- depends on your version. Sometimes yeah. he does, sometimes it doesn't. Good for him. Good for everyone. Yeah, everyone wants to bang anyone who has a name related to Storm, including Johnny. Johnny, you know. Well, he's just a he's a college teenage playboy he's, who danced on fire for the per- for the entertainment of Ramatut. He's he's laid some pipe. Yes. So anyway, the Fantastic Four are going to be trapped back in ancient Egypt forever because he's like, I'm not letting you get out of here. And they're like, also, my time machine is the Sphinx. I mean, that's also true. He flew the Sphinx down in. That's how it happened. Yes. He made a time machine out of a Sphinx. That was it. What? That was the time machine. Yes. He wasn't like, oh, it looks like the Sphinx. No, that's how the Sphinx got there. It's a time machine. No, and no wonder its nose is chipped. Also, I should get into this. Some of the retcons. So what I'm originally talking about like originally this was ramata just a guy that it was like oh it's kang the conqueror from the future i don't even know what order these happen in also there's a like one part like oh Ramatut, he's a descendant of dr doom and then there's another was like oh Ramatut, he's a descendant of reed richards nathaniel richards and that one's kang and it's like it keeps on changing mm. and it's it might have changed again i, I talked about this before i have not read it there was a recent uh, miniseries that Marvel did that was supposed to uh, defend because all the shit with Kang is like such a mess and like weird retcons. Yes. Where they were supposed to clear it up. I haven't read it. I'm probably not going to. But this, I don't know where, what the status of Remita is currently in the Marvel universe because I just kind of imagine it was retconned again. Probably. But I mean, generally speaking, things get out of hand when the mind control ray gets to the point where the thing forgets he's the thing and he becomes Ben Grimm again. Yeah, Ben was out in the sun too long, so he turns human again. This happens a lot in early Fantastic Four. There's a lot of like, hey, Reed, why can't you fix me? I'm a monster. Except he changes back to Ben like every other issue. Yeah. So it. So Reed Richards <laughs> clearly not the smartest man on the earth because he can't figure out why this is happening to Ben. Oh, they retconned that many times too. What, that he's the smartest man on earth? What generally happens now is um, Ben, is it one week out of the year or one day out of the year? I think it's one, 
I think it's 24 hours. He gets, tw- I mean, of the many times he started to, I mean, one time, like in the seventies, he was just a guy and he had a thing suit that was taken away. Uh, it's been said that Ben doesn't actually want to not be the thing. And that's why all of Reed's experiments don't work. The general thing that happens now, and it comes up occasionally, is like Ben gets 24 hours once a year uh, to be human. Oh, okay, cool. Good for him. And the last time he did it, he tried to get laid, but he fought the Hulk instead. Interesting choice to fight the Hulk. I think he would have rather gotten laid. Uh, Especially if he was in human form. But it was the first time he's ever definitively beat the Hulk, so maybe he wanted to, I don't know. In human form? He got knocked out, so he missed his 24-hour window, but he beat the Hulk for the first time. Oh, well, I mean, I'd be upset, too, because I missed out on my 24-hour window of being normal. I don't think I've ever had 24 hours of being normal, not consecutive, but not even aggregate in my lifetime. So Yeah, I don't know. Ben changes all the time. Um, and then they, they just beat up Ramatut. There's not much to it. Ben no. just frees everyone. Well, he rips down an ancient Egyptian pillar and bowls it into people. Reed's playing the big um, spear-catching game. Rolls around like a big wheel. Yeah. Which I I like the early version. I read nowadays is mostly just like, I'm just going to stretch and do this. Like, there was some experimentation of like how far, and there's what, still some. What he couldn't, couldn't like, do. Yeah. So like sometimes he's just a big wheel. Yes. Or sometimes he's just a big ball that bounces around. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yes. But the at the end of the day, the, the worst thing, again, it's a classic fanta- early Fantastic Four story in which nothing really changes at the end, except for they've met a new Fantastic villain. No, they and they go back to the present. They're like, we're going to bring this isotope with us. And then the, the time portal apparently doesn't no, allow anything radioactive, radioactive yeah, so. to, to be transported. Like, oh man, Alicia's still blind. So, Except for all those times that they unblind her. But why couldn't Reed just like bring stuff to like examine the isotope instead of taking it from the past? Because wouldn't he know that taking that from the past would disrupt the timeline? Just saying. Reed don't care about shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there you go. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That. So that's that's a weird one of this happened first before Kang was officially introduced, then retconned uh, at least uh, two or three times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> it's it's a. It is a confusing mess, this issue. like It's it's just been on so much, it's a pain. All right. I do like when the Sphinx comes crashing down, though. That's fun. That's Fantastic 419. We're going to move on from there. It's time. Oh, my God. So much television to talk about. Screaming at streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Well, let's scream at Picard, episode two. Things happen. Beautiful bastards. They didn't wait very long to give the big reveal that we all knew was coming after the first episode. (sighs) So I said last week, I was like, it's so obvious. It can't be that because it's so obvious. But on the other hand, I've seen uh, the Rathacon. And it turns out they just did the Rathacon. I mean, if you love the Wrath of Khan, that's exact. I feel like this is going to be a. Is um, he going to survive? Klingon bastard killed my son! It's going to be an amalgam of, I think, Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock because it, there has to be a data thread to this, and it's like bringing him back to life like they brought Spock back to life. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. I feel like there could back. be a little bit of that, but this is so far. Let's look at the boxes to check off on the simulators. There's a spaceship fight inside of a nebula where people are hiding inside of a nebula. Wrath of Khan. Mystery Sun revealed well, to the captain. they haven't done the Riker maneuver yet. There's still time for him to open up the ram scoops and pull out the manual steering column. Oh, yeah. Let's get that joystick back. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. They just pulled out a joystick. Yeah. 
<laughs> you think that this is the 23rd, 24th century, everything is touchpad, and you're going to have a manual fly-by-wire joystick to control the Enterprise. Could right. work on my gateway right. in, in 95. <laughs> right. Why don't you get up flight simulator while you're doing this? <laughs> anyway, uh, Mystery Son revealed to be the Captain's Son. You've got that in there. Training cruise, training mission. You've got that in there. Oh, they just so happen to be the only ship in the sector. This is Wrath of Khan. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love the shit out of this. Love the shit out of this. Fucking wharf comes in stabbing motherfuckers. And the trailers are like, I believe in pacifism. But clearly uh, not. Does he? Because he just like killed seven people. He decapitated a Ferengi crime lord. He did. Also, it was when it was happening... Um, like Raffi takes her drug. I didn't, it didn't take long to figure out what it was, but there was still like three seconds, like, cause the bat lift goes through that one dude's chest and it just looks like a point. I was like, yeah. what is that? The second you kind of see him blurry in the background, which is maybe three seconds later, it's like, oh, there he is. But I love that. I, I felt like I was wondering how long they were going to drag on the mysterious head of Starfleet intelligence. Just wharf. Yeah, and it, if you look back at... Um, I told you to stand down. If you look at the text like of what he w- was saying, like I, I didn't pick out Worf. My first thought that it was a Romulan, or not a Romulan, I, I, my first thought that it was, it was a Vulcan because it was kind of stilted. Yeah. The way that the text was coming through, even like, like, uh, like this is war, you are a warrior. Yeah. And if I look back at that, I'm like, of fucking course. Yeah. Of course it's Worf. But my, my original... I was like, is this a Vulcan? Just because it was very stilted the way it was coming through. But fuck, that was a good entrance. Oh, it was a very good entrance. Just chopping dudes' heads off. Like, what do we want to see from Worf? And of course, it makes perfect sense. Like, We've never really seen him go like crazy warrior mode. I mean, the most we saw was what? He stabbed um, Gowron on Deep Space Nine. So we get Worf killing people. Picard actually finally, again, Riker, smartest man on the ship. He puts together that it's Picard's son before Picard does. Yeah, he's so shitty about it. Yeah, he's like, like you, you, you see what I'm seeing? You don't see hey, what I'm seeing? idiot. To be clear, you see that kid there? Yeah, he's yours. You know the last time you had sex with Beverly? Yeah, 20 years. It all adds up. <laughs> Do the math. All adds up. So, Picard's a dad. Which really goes into a lot. Like, If you go back, uh, I'm, I'm not going to remember the episode title, uh, when he goes to visit his brother after he's a Borg and like freaks out. Oh, like, it's called, um, I think it's called Families. Good brothers, be. maybe? Family. I think it's families. Or even that's also the same episode where Worf's parents visit him on the Enterprise. I've got all the schematics. Or in generations when he's crying about like his brother dying and like not like the last of the Bacards. Yeah. And, yeah. and even like the way in even one of the teasers and what they say in um, episode one is like I'm not a man who needs a legacy. Yeah. And now we got one. Guess what? You got a son. Yeah. On intergalactic Mori Povich. Jean Luc <laughs> Picard, you are the father. I I do really like Captain Shot. I think he's fun. Yeah, but like he's, when when Picard's like, he's my son, and he's just like, oh shit. All right, <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, I do. Very much like, oh, damn it. I guess I guess we're stuck now. I feel like I like him. I think he Shaw's going to be kind of a redemptive character after being a dick to start with. I'm I'm enjoying his dickishness. Oh yeah, I, I think he's fun. I think well, he's he's a fun foil. He's like being very pragmatic about things. He's not like the typical like Starfleet douchebag. He's like I. And being pragmatic. I'm in charge of this ship. It's a, he's a guy who is hard to disagree with. Yes, <laughs> he's like, making great points. And like everything you say is right. I mean, you're a dick about it, but, but everything you say is right. I understand this man. Yes. You can <laughs> I mean dick, yes, but a correct dick at that. That's why I understand him. Yes. Whoa. 
You're like mostly right. <laughs> Never wrong. That's not true. You were wrong just now. Yeah, I mean, the first two episodes, I'm loving it. Yeah, I love the music cues. I love the post-credit, like the credits. I love when Worf comes in and they do the Klingon theme. Yes. Like, but not until he comes into focus. But they hit all the right music cues. The music cues that they use from throughout the movies in the through the credits line. There's some interesting little tidbits and pieces to pull out of that. I love it. Give me more. I can't wait for tomorrow. Give me everybody. I'm, that's the only thing that's like... They're coming. I understand, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. But give me everyone. I'm excited to see like the conflict that's existing between Riker and Troy. I I think she's supposed to be. If I'm um, reading the tweets correctly, the tea leaves mm. from the uh, showrunner this year. I think she's in this week's episode. All right. Give me Troy. Give me everyone. Give me Jordy. Can't keep on talking get... about Jordy. Give me Jordy. Yes, he is. We already have a LaForge, but we want the LaForge man running a. Don't forget, we still have Lauren Moriarty to show up too. I know. And more. Mm. Probably Tasha Yar. Yeah. That, that's been heavily rumored. We'll see. I think probably. Romulan Tasha Yar or Tasha Yar Tasha I Yar. have no idea. W- one of them. Oh, okay, well. Or a different one from yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah. Oh, what a good episode, too, that is, by the way. Yeah. One of my favorites. Anyway, Picard's clicking on all cylinders. I, I mentioned this last week. Like, season one, mostly enjoyable. couple duds in there. Season two, definitely... A season that you can feel the the COVID shooting on that one. The, yes, uh, not quite as strong, but this one is like hitting it out of the park so far. Oh, like so far so good. Yes. Oh my god, loving it. All right, what else we got? Oh, all right, we're gonna move on from there to the Last of Us, Ellie's origin story. I whatever that's the episode's called. There were mixed reviews on this one. I kind of enjoyed this episode, to be honest. Yeah, I I have no faults. Uh, this episode is based on a DLC that came out after the fact that has been incorporated earlier into the story. I haven't played the DLC. Don't got an opinion on it, but as far as its ties. Yeah. So I, I do know that things were shifted around a little bit to kind of put the storyboard at the forefront with um, Ellie and Riley. Yes. Uh, something weird about this episode, if you haven't picked up on this, for TV, it's just full spoilers because it's just easier. Yeah. The kiss that Ellie and Riley had. That was edited out in some countries. Yeah. But what's weird about it is none of the Bill and Frank stuff was. Yeah, I had read that today, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's a weird double standard that I don't fully understand. <laughs> Nor do I. Yeah, so that's weird. Uh, there, w- there was talk about, I thought this was very interesting, talking about uh, specifically that kiss, how one of the co-creators, there's a podcast that comes out basically as soon as the episode drops, the, you know, like hour-long podcast about an hour-long show, I, I say for this hour-long podcast. They um, did the same thing with Chernobyl. Yeah, it doesn't. HBO does that with a lot of stuff. But they were talking about like the reason, like that there was some like reticence and like nervousness around the two of them kissing, or at least for those two characters, because the way that it was posed, like, look, the world ended in two thousand three. Like the steps that like we as society in twenty twenty three, like in the real world, have taken over the past twenty years, didn't happen in this world. No, like because the world is hanging <laughs> on by a string. Shit ended. So like, right quick. Yeah, so any kind of um, progressive movement that like s- society has overall embraced as a whole didn't happen in this world. So for these two characters, like actually like doing that kiss is a little more higher stakes than what we would kind of conflate it with today. N- not only that, but not just the the sexuality part of it, but there's also really high stakes for Ellie because she's still thinking about a career with Fedra. Like she had that interaction with the whatever he was the the military officer 
And, you know, am I going to be part of FEDRA and be in the military? Am I going to join the fire? Like, there's a lot behind that, too. Like, it's not just the over, like, there was more behind that kiss than just the crush part, right? There's a big decision for her to make yeah, as it, a character. And, I mean, obvi- the the big part of the episode isn't the kiss. It's, this is where we see the Ellie, where she finds out that she's immune. Yes. And, uh. Well, we didn't really find out yet that she's immune, just that she's been bitten. And we, we know that. Well, you know, she, we know she's going to be immune. And, and we know that Riley isn't. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how they resolve Riley because. Uh, I think, I don't think we do. She's just dead. She's not dead at the end of the episode. I, it's more of what you don't see like she's been bitten she's gone she's done but so my question is and like i wonder if they're going to come back and explore this right because ellie said that she's killed before right and yeah she stabbed the infected um you know to kill that after they both get bit but i'm wondering if some of her baggage is that she ends up killing riley like she figures out i'm immune it's not happening to me and riley is is becoming more infected and she kills Riley. And that, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of unpacking of trauma from that. Maybe. I mean, that was kind of, I mean, that's the implication that I walked away with is that she had to kill her. Yeah. Aside from also dealing with the affected. What I found to be, and it was such a interesting thing is I watched the little end piece that they had where they're kind of like sitting around the, they're talking about the show a little bit with the showrunners. It's like, we just gave Ellie everything she's ever wanted and took it away in the span of an hour. <laughs> so you can see why yeah, she's yeah, hard. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about true. That's exactly, I mean, but I think it was so cool, like, the mall. Like, when's the last time you were in a mall? I mean, I used to work in a mall. I was that's in a, a mall point. every yeah, day for, uh, a, yeah, I guess you're right there. for a while. <laughs> but just how they got the, the feel of the mall right and everything. I don't know. I like this episode. It didn't really, did it drive the plot? No, but did it? help flesh out ellie's character absolutely yeah and it's also one of these like it, it's such a clear thing for this show at this point like if you're not joel or ellie it sucks to be you <laughs> yeah, you ain't making it so or even joel being like leave like we know he's gonna survive this yes and she's gonna stay with him but it's again i think it strengthens the bond that they have between them and yeah in the game, he falls like off like a second story building and like gets a piece of rebar through him. Yeah, and don't they like hunker down for a winter versus the pointy end of a bat? I don't know. I didn't make it this far in the game. Oh, okay, well, bad news bears right now. <laughs> we're, bad we're, news we, bears. We are past what I have played. All right, well, you're past the save point. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I keeping you up close to eleven o'clock. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. All right. What uh, what's next? All right. That's the last of us. Mandalorian Mando. Mando. Yeah. While I play my old Mando Minute sound drop, yeah, I made it. I'm going to drop it in here. It gets its own sound drop. Mando. Minute. There it is. <laughs> I added the damn thing together. I can, Might as well use it. I thought it was a, a decent kickoff. I, I know you were like, well, nothing really happened. It reestablishes the world and it gives us Mando's quest. Like, But we also knew at the end of the last season like he was going to be trying to find the living waters in the mines below Mandalore. We, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah I and mean, seeing like Bo-Katan in there in a very big chair. It's a, it looks comfy. <laughs> looks like you in the ice castle chair. <laughs> she, she was just lounging. Yeah, she's not. Well, I mean, she's not very happy. Do you think she becomes kind of a baddie here? Um, Do you think? I could. I think we can comfortably use the word antagonist and not. Mm-hmm. Not baddie. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Like, I don't, 
I understand why the show wants to continue with Grogu. To be honest, I kind of wish that story had been wrapped up. Yeah. Like, it felt like season two, I, I know they, like, walked it back, like, real fast in Book of Boba Fett, but I kind of would have preferred to just say, like, okay, this part of the story is done. Yes. But it definitely, it feels like the show got pigeonholed into being, like, this is the show, this is what people want, this is the way. Yeah, this is the way. Well, you know what he does? Grogu sells toys. He does. But it's crazy to think about when the show launched, like there was zero merch to keep it a surprise. Yeah. There was no Grogu merchandise until he was revealed. Well, which was also smart. That's crazy, though. Because that thing, like, it's a motherfucking beanie baby. That shit's going to make cash. Grogu is a a license to print money, pretty much. Yeah, and they didn't do any merch until he was revealed that that is a surprising business decision i <laughs> because it serves the story and i'm just so used to everything being so cold and calculated yeah. well i think disney's like we're gonna make our money no problem in fact people are gonna be like oh my god i want one now as opposed to like oh this is gonna be in there it worked it worked well and i'm all about it i don't know i mean the, the season could still work it could be totally fine i i just personally would have preferred to have uh seen the grogu story wrapped up because it felt like that was the show and it reached reached a natural conclusion yeah i mean he took we, his yeah. took his helmet off like and it gave, cost, cost him to be apostate so like and gave the kid to luke i mean what more do you want out of that story also apparently something i read today is like the time like two years has elapsed since the time that he dropped grogu off with luke to like now so there's that part of it like there's been more time that's elapsed a little baby Yoda's got to get a change of clothes. That's what his species wears. A sack? Yep, pretty much. Do you see Yoda wearing anything nicer than that? He Some should Jedi change Rose. his clothes, too. All right. It's even a marketing. Like, hey, do you have Grogu in his sack? Well, have you checked out Grogu in his sack plus a fun hat? I don't think Grogu needs a fun hat. He's got fun ears. That's just marketing, baby. Well, you got you can like buy Grogu's little floating pod. I like Carl Weathers in this. Give me more Carl Weathers. He's great. They face down some space pirates. We get a nice little space battle amongst an asteroid field. Like, we've never seen that before. But still good. I was thinking as I was watching it, like, the high quality, like, that's some classic great Star Wars. Like, that's one of the better space fights that we've ever, like, think about that and then compare it to the original Star Wars. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I I feel like I'm kind of coming down negatively on this episode. I wish... A little more happened. I wish it was in a slightly different direction just because I feel like we've kind of... I mean, even Carl Weathers is like, what's this kid doing here with you? He's like, what? What's this 50-year-old kid doing here with you? Not only that, but like he like tells like... Oh, he came back to me. Like, yeah, let's move on. Well, he only came back to you because you sought him out, by the way. You didn't like... Grogu didn't go looking for you. You went looking for Grogu. Just saying. And then Luke's like, do you want to stab things or wear fun armor? Yeah. And he's like, I want to wear fun armor. I would have gone with stabbing. Well, I mean, to each their own. But like Din Djarin also has a chance to just be like the magistrate of the community. And he's like, no, I need to be... He's so entrenched in his Mandalorian beliefs. This is the way, man. This is the way. It's first episode. I was, I liked it. It was a good dip back into it. It was a short on the shorter end of Mandalorian episode lengths. Well, I mean, let's for the sake of comparison, like when Picard came back, I was like doing backflips. I was so excited about it, and then when this happened, I was like, yeah, it's more of the same shit. But I also part of me wonders, like, a, I almost forgot that it was coming out. But b, right now we've got Picard, we've got Last of Us, and now we've got Mandalorian. I got three things to like keep track of. Like there might be a little plus. I still haven't watched Andor. I got to watch Andor. Yeah, Andor is good. So that's what I'm told. Gonna have to investigate that myself. 
with all the free time I don't have this week. Next week, however, let's go. So yeah, I it's a good initial offering for season three. It kind yeah. of sets the table. It was not like the first season. I liked it a lot, but it was always like a formula. Like he needs to go do this, but as he's doing this, there's a side quest for him to do that. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Time for letters to the editors, which you can't even read. I wish that people could see the face you're making right now trying to read what the letter to the editor is. <laughs> Who do you, hummus? I don't, I, I don't know what this says. You wrote it down. I guess I can check my email, too. Usually I just jot them down like on my notes so I don't have to do this. Okay. Oh, man. Yes. Who do you, hummus? All right. It's time for letters to the editors. Other questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Nothing says letters to the editors like ground up chickpeas, baby. <laughs> if you want to send us your own questions, you can. Please do. Editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. That's where you send your questions. That's where they get answered. That's where you find out about hummus, apparently. I'm going to say that hummus is not my favorite thing, like my favorite dip. What the fuck is wrong with you? I love hummus. I, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying it's not my favorite. Like I prefer like a good like, French onion or ranch dip. You still don't know what the hell the question is, do you? I'm I'm opening my phone for the purposes of the show. I was opening my phone for the purposes of the show too. Spring sale. Wait, that's not. That doesn't sound <laughs> wrong. Email. Hummus. Yeah. Well. How do you hummus or who do you hummus? I don't hummus anything. Hummus. Hummus. All right. Hummus. Question of the week. Yes. When you were a child, what cartoon character do you wish was your friend? Oh, that's a great question. Or who do you hummus? Uh, according to my scribblings here, cartoon character I wish was my friend. I don't know. There were several I liked. I think the the one that actually kind of comes to mind, like real quick, that I would love to have hung out with, especially when I was younger, Kit Cloud Kicker. Who is that? He's the little bear in Tailspin. Why wow, was I not going to remember that? Oh well, see, I I don't know. He was kind of cool. Wore his hat backwards. He flew behind the plane. The Sea Doc. Who else? That's a great question. Any one of the Ninja Turtles? Probably like I was a very big Donatello guy. Donatello had been cool to hang out with. I mean, Michelangelo probably would have given you drugs. Probably. That'd be sweet. Yeah, well. Just getting drugs from a 15-year-old turtle. That's incredible. You wouldn't need the drugs. You're already seeing the <laughs> giant two legs. Anthropomorphic. Cartoon Sonic would have been a fun one, because that dude always had chili dogs. And who doesn't like a chili dog? I don't like chili dogs. What the fuck is wrong with you? I love hot dogs. Don't like chili. What's happening here? You know I don't like chili. I don't think I knew that. Oh, well, now you know. Well, does it have vegetables in it? There you go. See, there you go. <laughs> like, ooh, a bean. Can't do that. I like, well, like some chili, like meat. I like more of like a meat chili. That's not bad. It's like, just give me meat and the chili sauce. I can do that. Don't give me the beans and the peppers and all that shit. That's, I, I find it hard to get behind a food that looks the same going in as it does coming out. I just wanted a chili dog but from a I blue say, hedgehog. But I say that and I love corn. So I just don't. I just wanted a cartoon hedgehog to give me a chili dog. Well, I mean, you still could get that to happen. With the sidekick that has two tails, he does. That's why Miles Tails. That's his first name. Yeah, I know. I think. I think his. Uh, there were two Sonic shows. I think his name originated in one of those versus the games. Also, Link. Because I, I I was of the age where the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Oh no no! You want that asshole as your friend? No, he well, sucks. Excuse me, princess. No, that's why not. He's such a whiny bitch. No. I, t- I could not accept him as a friend. <laughs> Garfield. Also Garfield the cat. Why? He sucks. He's lazy and he's going to eat all the lasagna. I love lasagna. Yeah. And I love do sleeping. He, do you think he's going to share it with you? So your version of friendship with Garfield is co-sleeping and splitting a lasagna? Actually, I sympathize more with Odie because you treat me like Odie sometimes. 
Maybe you shouldn't act like Odie. You're more of a normal. <laughs> Send you to Abu Dhabi. What? That's where Garfield always sends normal to Abu Dhabi. Oh. Get with your Garfield mythos, man. Come on. Understand the canon. Understand the universe. No, I can't wait for you to be best friends with Dilbert. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. No, no more Dilbert. I'm surprised that you didn't say like Cal. Well, that wasn't like that was more of a cartoon than a. Yeah, that was a. It was there was no merchandising on that. Yeah. Speaking of that, are you talking about like animated cartoon or just like cartoon in general? I what possible cartoons are cartoons? They're Uh, animation. Oh, that's a good point. I was thinking like comic, like no, like well, Calvin and Hobbes is a cartoon because in the cartoon pages it says cartoons. It's a daily strip. Okay, well, whatever. I know you would pick Calvin and Hobbes in a heartbeat though. Prince Valiant is hanging out with Prince Valiant. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Prince Valiant. It's a great wine from a local winery, by the way, Prince Valiant. I need to get back to the cellar door. They had good wine there. I can't help you. Hey, and you know what? If the cellar door people are listening, love some money. Or Lo- a bottle of I'm Prince I'm sorry, Valiant. love some money? Hey, love- hey, hey, local business, if you're listening, I'd like some cash. Yeah, well, we just mentioned your business on this show. Or a bottle of wine. We'll take the bottle of wine. So that's your version of marketing. I'll take your cash. Yeah, pretty much, because it's 11 o'clock, and you've got to edit the show. Oh, good Lord. All right, then let's let's end this. All right, well, if you enjoyed the show, go to Editor's Note Comics. Hey, check that. If you enjoyed the show, go to Patreon.com slash Editor's Note Comics. Dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus you get access to- <laughs> Not today. I'm not doing this now. Well, generally speaking. You can get it uh, the morning after. Yeah, there you go. And you can also get access to things behind the paywall, such as the Pod to the Dark Tower. Is episode two out yet? No, we might- re- I think I'm avoiding it because I think it was bad. So I think we're probably going to end up re-recording episode two. I that's think, the worst. I think that's why I've, why it hasn't been posted yet because I, I so we're still trying to find the groove of what oh, okay. this is. Yeah. So I just like I didn't really I don't think I liked what we recorded. That's, so I think I think I've been avoiding it. That's fair. If I'm being honest. <laughs> all right. So yeah, dollar a month day the show generally comes out and uh, all that cool stuff for dollar a month and pod to the dark tower plus you can also interact with us rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform email us editors no comics at gmail.com and you can find zach on the social media hop on twitter look up editors no comics yeah that's there and you're there too at junior rich uh i mean boy i mean your cat's dead football's gone i don't know what you're tweeting about now what did i what was the last thing i tweeted about i can't remember there you go <laughs> see wow. your, your main topics are gone that's what my coach is playing for a state championship that's exciting there mm-hmm. you go i should tweet more about actually i don't Generally, I like to keep a low profile when it comes to the teams I coach on social media. I don't want to give anybody any ammunition, any any bulletin board material. What now? I'm curious as to what my last tweet was. You're gonna make me do this, aren't you? I really connected Donbert. <laughs> no, I don't connect to any of this. I never also. I never really liked Dilbert either. By the way, you're a real Wally. Is that the coworkers? Oh, well, my last tweet was there was a snow day, and then it was all my media badges from the last week and some basketball tournament stuff. There you go. Yeah, a lot of tournament tweets. And then before that, it was a place called Flapjacks that in like, is, New Hampshire. That is his name. You're a real Wally. Oh, well. Of Dilbert. All right. Well, that's it for the show. I can't handle you anymore. I'm not I'm not related, associated, or endorse any Dilbert-related items. All I remember about that cartoon is Wally like thinking that if he saved up, like if he traded everyone's like vacation days, that he could accumulate them into retirement. And then they're like, no, they don't roll over. You're a real big family circus guy, aren't you? Like, your best friends are the family circus kids. I... You want to hit me, don't you? I... If the family circus kids were real, you wouldn't find the bodies. All right, see you next week. (laughs)